As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Good day to my ladies and gentlemen that are listening to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. I just want to thank you right off the bat for tuning in. I freaking love you, you gentlemen and ladies, boys and girls. You know that? You you have a real soft spot in my heart, and uh, and I appreciate you tuning in. As always, uh, today is going to be... Uh, it's not going to be me talking the whole time. Is that, are you guys excited about that? That you don't have to hear my my same voice three episodes in a, in a row. I've, I've had fun kind of getting back onto the regular schedule of doing one week uh, weekly podcasts. And I think that now is the perfect time to bring in a special guest, one of my friends. Special. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've known each other for, what, maybe a year now? I don't know, weirdly connected to Yeah, we're weirdly, 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 weirdly connected. And, like, met at, like, Misfit High, which is, like, a weird, cool place. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, so, Amory Castillo. Yes, is hello. Is in the house. Woot, woot! <laughs> and we're, uh, we're hanging out, recording, down, uh, downtown New York. And uh, there's some fun stuff going on in the world of comedy right now, um, especially in your world of comedy. And it's very relevant, believe it or not, because I've talked about it in the last three episodes. Really? So I've touched on some of these things in the last three episodes, and I think now is the perfect time. I open every show talking about what's going on in the world of comedy. So naturally, Louis C.K. comes up the last three weeks in a row for me, uh, as I've shared a few thoughts. And um, that's kind of what's going on in the world with what. Uh, wait, when did we when did we bro date? Wait, wait, wait! I call them bro dates. <laughs> yeah, we had a bro date probably a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks. I know, two weeks ago, and we. Funny enough, I think we were going to discuss this, but when you're comedy yeah. hanging, you get constantly interrupted. Or. Yeah, yeah, we were we were going to discuss this. I think somehow Louis C.K. came up in conversation. And we were going to have kind of a serious conversation. You know, I felt kind of the, the desire to express some of my thoughts, but I... You were, like, afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid to share how I really feel. And actually, I started to open up on my own podcast about some of these thoughts. And I thought I was Gotta cutting listen. edge. I thought I was cutting edge at the time. And come to find out, like, as I was talking about Louie, and not not defending him completely, because there's, you know, we can, t- we can get into it, but, like... Uh, Defending him a little bit more than, than, than I guess, uh, the rest of society is kind of how I, I started, and I was afraid, you know, I, it's kind of like that inner voice thing, right? It's like, I'm, I, I shouldn't have to be afraid to say how I really feel, and I think this is a great opportunity because just last week, you, um, you had the opportunity to, to introduce him on stage. Yeah, I was hosting at Westside Comedy Club last Wednesday. And um, Eric Grooms and Robert Puncher show. Shout out to them. Um, I was hosting. And what's interesting, though, is I thought it was going to be Jerry Seinfeld because he's on the Upper West Side and he drops in there a lot. So, Does he live up there? Yeah. Okay. He lives on the Upper West Side. And, and so he's he drops in to West Side Comedy Club. And because when you're hosting, on, you know, I'm just in contact with the club the day of. If there is going to be a special guest or a drop-in... They like warn me before the show. Yeah. They'll like text me like, "Hey, just to let you know, 
like if people are gonna get bumped like or what to do or how to yeah. handle depending on who it is yeah and you know and i was like cool so i just in the back of my head i was like oh i bet it's jerry yeah and then like it's a very special guest but we can't announce it and i was yeah. like yeah. Like I was like, what? Yeah. So, because Jerry, By the way, can we just yeah. tell the listeners? Most of them are comedy aficionados, but not everybody is. So, a drop-in. Can we just define that for them? So, a drop-in is, um, I think, just like like literally what I'm what saying. It like. <laughs> <laughs> what it sounds like. Pretty literal. When it's a bigger name celebrity. No, so like a, like a, like a, like I just said, a, a Jerry Seinfeld's a perfect example. He quote-unquote drops in and just you when you're that famous you can drop in and do a set whenever you want at whatever club as you want as long as you haven't been blacklisted like well i'm not gonna <laughs> say anybody out loud but <laughs> yes correct so i was waiting and then halfway through the show um i'm, I'm very close with all the ownership and management there they're they're freaking phenomenal people uh, one of the owners, uh, Eugene, um, he came up to me and he sat me down, which I was like, am I getting broken up? Like, I felt like it's like, you know, you're going to have yeah. like a serious like, talk or something. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> and he just wanted to make sure I was comfortable, Yeah. which I thought that was obviously a, a professional thing to do, especially with what's going on. And I am yeah. a female comic because yeah. I've been called that more than ever in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Which is not necessary. Which is not necessary, but uh, for headlines and, I guess, press, I should just keep using it. Um, anyways, they asked if I was comfortable, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm comfortable. And I was actually really excited. I mean, who wouldn't be excited? I mean, yeah. even if I didn't agree with it, I just thought that was such a cool, going to be such yeah. a cool, cool moment yeah. to be, you know, this is a crazy time in history in general, so... Yeah. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So many mixed emotions. Like I didn't know even know how to feel. Yeah. Uh, so I was waiting for him to come in. I knew halfway through the show, and he, they're like, he's here, and I was like, oh god, this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> he's tall. Really? Like I'm a very tall. I know listeners can't see me, but I'm very tall. Sorry, you, Michael, you're tall too. I appreciate that. But like, um, we're both tall people, and he's like right up there with us. I saw him, by the way. I don't want to interrupt what you're no, saying. No, no, no. I did see him like a night or two before the comedy cellar. I didn't. I don't know him personally, so I didn't say hi. But he was there with Nikki Glazer, who's from St. Louis. And yeah. We kind of cool. But anyway, I, I want to keep. No, no, no. I'm. No, we're we're chatting. So, anyways. I want to give him a couple minutes just because I treat him. I treat everybody the same in this world. And as a host, I love hosting. I take pride in it. I saw him gathering his notes, so I didn't want to bother him. Yeah. I waited until he got settled, and then I went over. I introduced myself. Yeah. And I and I was like, hey, um, whenever you want to go up, you let me know. I was like, and if you want me to say anything, yeah, you know, what's your credits? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the same things you said to me the night that I met you. You yeah. were hosting a show at the Misfit Hive, and you came up to me and said, I'm the host. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You treated me Ho just... I'm the host with the most. Yeah. And he's like, he, he, he like thought it was funny. So like, you want me to say anything about you? Because yeah. I, was, I was being nice. But, yeah. And he was very genuine. He was, he was so sincere. Like, I got really good energy. Yeah. I'm a people person, and Respectful. I was like, this guy has definitely good vibes. Like... Yeah. That's good. Um, I, I thought he is always weird. Like... If you don't know his stand-up and you've watched his stand-up, you know he's weird. <laughs> um, anyways, went up to... And then he was like, can you just make sure people aren't recording? That was his biggest fear. He's like, please yeah. just stress. And then obviously I think, you know, we can go from there. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I, 
And I said it was an honor to bring him on stage. I said that on stage as well. Yeah. And he did about 15 minutes and he just, and I bet, this is just insane to me. He crushed. Like, even his new stuff. New material. Okay, and it's just like, I'm a big sports person. Just like, it's like when you, it's like they make it look so easy. Yeah. It's like, it like made me feel so crazy inside. I was like, his new stuff seemed polished. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, stuff he, that he's probably done. He's a comedic genius. Now. Yeah, uh, I saw him writing before the show, and like he brought, he brought, he started looking at his notebook. Even he's like, you guys want to hear a couple new ones that I'm working on? Yeah. And they weren't even full out thoughts. Thoughts, but they, but they were just so good, and I'm just like, fuck. Wow. Any crushed. Any particular topic or subject matter that you um, liked in particular? Oh, and we'll get into that because. I'm well probably gonna insist I'm getting so much press right now. Yeah. Is I stress to all these magazines and newspapers and blogs that I've been talk- chatting with, like you don't tell people's material. Okay. <laughs> it's a cardinal sin. No, I'm talking about the topic. Well, you can't tell the punchline. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, they wanted the jokes. Yeah. I'm like, nah, bros. Anyways, uh, but he talked. He opened up with how weird of a year it's been. He acknowledged it. Talked about his how it's affected relationships. His mom, I guess he, yeah, he, he seems like a mama's boy, but it's really cute. And then, That's uh, cool that he talked about his mom. I like that. Yeah. He was like, yeah, my mom saw, started finding all these articles about me. He <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> said that? Well, yeah. We, and we were, and you and I were just discussing like, like, I mean, he's on a whole different level <laughs> with probably what his parents think because we haven't done oh, yeah, something we like that. About how parents I mean, I'm talking family. about like. I'm afraid I'm my mom. I'm so scared of what she thinks of me. You know, I want her acceptance. Like with, it's with unhealthy. Specifically, right? Yeah, yeah, anything in life, but especially at yeah, stand up. But this year I decided I don't care. Yeah. I think there's something liberating and healthy about you doing you. Yeah. And you know, parents I think you want to respect your parents because that's what you know what I mean? Yeah. And make your parents proud of that, it. That's been a, a tough thing for me as well. Not to make this about me, but yeah, keep going. No. I, I'm, I'm the enjoying. athlete in us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, yeah, he did really well. I was, it, and, and you know, to be off stage that long, like when I, like I haven't done a spot in three days Yeah. and I'm, and all my work, all my, all my spots start tonight. I have a bunch of spots in the next couple days. And I was like, I just felt lost almost. Like, it's so weird. After three days. If I don't perform almost every day, it's like, it's like working it's out for me. Yeah. Oof. You know what though? I was I was a Division One athlete, and I remember for years after I stopped playing football for Mizzou, my body felt strong. Yeah. And I think that's muscle memory similar to probably how Louis is. He's been doing comedy for what thirty years now, to where that's true. It's like muscle memory. He has like muscle I, memory in his in his mind. Yeah, like I play pick up basketball, I, my shot comes back, but I'm yeah. just old now. Yeah. Broken <laughs> down. But yeah, no, I'm saying like it didn't seem like he skipped a beat. It was like so insane. It was just so inspiring as a comic. Yeah. To to see because you know we're talking right now, we're talking specifically about the craft of comedy. We haven't gotten to the controversy yet, which we will. But I, I think that I a hundred percent understand like admiring and appreciating somebody who has mastered the art on the level that he has, and I think most comedians would agree that he's either the most um, well. Not polished, but um, he's mastered the art probably better, or at he's at the top. It's still subjective, but he's at the top. But I love it. Dave Chappelle, some, you know, but but he's in my opinion, I think he's mastered the art better than anybody. It's um, so incredible. 
and yeah. to see him live. I mean, I've, I've watched the Netflix specials, you know, I've seen, you know, but that's the first time I got to witness him live. And I, and that's why I love, I love the live aspect of our art form. That's, yeah. that's one, that's of, one of the things that makes it one of my favorite things about it. And, yeah. And it makes it nerve wracking for the audience. You know, people don't want to see people bomb. So that, in, that extra like nervous energy, I guess you could say that some audience members bring adds to the laughter when you pop a good punchline. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like thrilled for him too because I know that feeling just when you're like back yeah. on stage doing what you love. I was like, yeah. Cool. Did he say anything? Did did you when he got off stage? Was it just kind of thank you? And he he leaves right away. But I heard he's like that in general. Like, yeah. He doesn't hang out. Yeah. So that's great. Well, I, I love having that inside. I have seen him like when he came to St. Louis. I sat front row with my mom actually. Cool. Um, to see him. My dad was there too, but he, he sat a couple rows back. We were able to get tickets where we had like two in the front, so cool. we just chose. And I remember, you know, just being amazed. I was also like, oh man, I hope he doesn't start picking on me. I'm here with my mom, you know what I mean? And I know a lot of comedians like Louis C.K., like, yeah. so dark and dirty. Yeah. Um, He's so dark. One of the things that I noticed too about him is that after, he did an encore, right? So he did his 60 minutes or whatever it was. And then he went out and the crowd was still cheering. And I could see, because I was so close to the stage, I saw him walk off and I, I watched, I could still see him when he was off stage. And he literally just like bent over and like gasped for air. Yeah. Meaning that he put everything into it, you know? Yeah. He was exhausted after his set and he like gathered himself. Nobody could see it, but he was like gathering himself, drinking water. And then he came back out and did yeah. like another whatever, 15 yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, wow. But obviously, uh, so uh, so it's really cool to cover the craft of it uh, and naturally the big thing going on right now is you're getting a lot of press you're getting a which lot I of had no idea this was gonna happen yeah naturally right you were interviewed after the show an article came out it's it, a bunch it, of people saw it and then it created a bunch of questions right that was what, what the New York and it's my normal though it's not like I was doing some big breakout show or something you know it's my yeah. normal schedule like yeah. this is like my normal weekly so it's just like so. Yeah. Insane. It's been so insane. So, which article and this is just that a, first this is one just that a, came out? Okay. Or um, do you mind me? No, 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 no. So, <laughs> uh, it's funny because I'm so involved in the circuit, but I'm trying to get better at, I have like, a, I'm good at networking and making friends, but yeah. I need it now that I learned, I learned a lot this week from this experience. Because obviously I'm not like famous or anything. I'm like known in the circuit, but I'm not like known. And uh, it's it's just so crazy how people can turn your words. Or like, yeah. I've just learned a lot. Well, I'm sure he's familiar with that as well. <laughs> and yeah. not just him, but a lot of people. I'm, not... I'm intrigued to see if he, if he saw this article. Because we'll see. I mean, it's, it's brand new. It just got released. So. so let's talk a little bit about the first that. One? Just in case people haven't read it or where they can find oh, it. Oh, okay. So... I mean, we'll get into it, but I want to get the first one because this was interesting. So it's called Laugh Spin. Yeah. I believe it is a blog. I don't want to disrespect this comedian who writes. He said he's the head chief guy of Laugh Spin. Okay. I have not heard of it. Okay. I have not heard of Laugh Spin. Let me, let me Google it. Um, he wanted scoop on it. Yeah. Was he at the show? No. Okay. I was, you probably posted about it on social media. I did, and everyone... Yeah. So I posted... I saw I, your, your initial I, posts. You were yeah. very excited. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's laughs been comedy news, reviews, videos, and more powered by Comedy Globe. Whatever that means. It, it looks it's like the interbank or whatever, like a sports blog. I mean a comedy blog it seems like. Yeah. Anyways, they approached me first and I felt so bad because the guy who interviewed me is a comic and I just and I'm always gracious and I'm always, after the interview I go, Hey I was like, Thanks for supporting stand up comedy and doing this. He's like, I'm a comic. I was like, damn. Did you forget or did you? Just... I didn't. I have no idea he was a comic. Uh, was this in an in-person meeting or was no? It, it was over the phone. So, anyways, an email and uh, this one was emailing, and uh, he was the first one to get me, and then that was released, and then the Daily Mail from the U- uh, UK yeah reached out to me, but they haven't followed up. But then they released the article without my. I didn't ask for permission, so this is like a new thing I want to... Next time I get exposure like this, I want to read the articles before they're released. Oh, okay. So that's a good lesson that you learned is... Mm-hmm. And this... It was, it was... It was literally... She didn't even end up calling me. She took what last one said and kind of had her own spin on it. Oh, really? Whatever. So she... And that she didn't bother me. She talked to you? She emailed me and she said, Hey, Amory, um, can I set up a... I work for Daily Mail. I'd love to interview you. Yeah. But then she never hit me up. Okay, but then is. the Hollywood Reporter contacted me. It was funny. They tweet, they tweeted at me. Yeah. Which that's our, Oh, yeah. Oh, him. well. Because this guy's like... follow back so I could DM you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's uh, Evan Real. He's, he's really cool. We that's why it's good to be uh, verified on Instagram. It is. It is. It is. And I, just, and I was joking because people keep messing up my name. And he messed up my name on the tweet. Yeah. What did he say? He said Amory. A-M-E-R-I-E. Uh-huh. I'm just laughing because a lot of people have been messing it up lately. Like, my name is there. And when people email me, it says Amory Conyer, it says Amory Castillo. And people say Amory. They spell it like A-M-O-R-Y. I'm like, my name, you're, <laughs> you're messaging me on Facebook Messenger. Where my name says is spelled, yeah. Amory. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off topic. Sorry. No problem. Yeah. Okay, so it's funny. He's like, DM me. So, and it's funny. My mom saw it. She didn't know. I was like, what the hell's DM? Like, my mom's so yeah. cute. Yeah, she saw that you posted that on social media. My no, she hates social media, but then everyone calls her. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's how she fights everything. Like my aunts are obsessed with <laughs> social media. She yeah. hates social media. Just in case there's anybody out there that doesn't know what DMing is, it's direct messaging. So it means, you know, either on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. In order to DM somebody or direct message them on Twitter, you have to follow them and they have to follow you unless yeah. you're verified. So yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's funny. And, uh, so then I DM him and he calls me and we talked, we talked for a while. It was a really good, really good chat. Two or three days ago? No, yesterday. Wow. And then they released the article. Within like, what, an hour or two? Two hours. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I think they, I think he really wanted to be on it. Yeah. And. Well, release this episode immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Now. (laughs) Uh, no, but I liked it and it was, it's. Really, and because you know you're like afraid to talk to me, and I was like, this is a moment I'm gonna have. I'm gonna yeah. speak my truth. Yeah. And I'm gonna start. I'm at a point in my career. Where I, have, I have a little momentum right now in the scene, and I was like, I'm gonna start owning who I am. And this was like the perfect moment to take advantage of. Yeah. Um, not that I want to use this, but like, yeah. it was. It's it's an it's an important moment to personal and professionally have a platform to speak your truth. Personally and professionally, and as a female comic. I was excited to, this like, 
it's just like a lesson I've been trying to teach myself. So like, it's cool that I had this opportunity. Yeah. It's like, it, I almost like almost created it. I feel like I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, brought this on myself. Well, you did. I mean, it's your show, right? You've yeah. You've been working hard and uh, as you're tr trudging through that New York comedy scene, as I am, as so many of us are, um, you know, it's, it's when preparation meets opportunity that the luck happens where you can come across a, a somebody's path that you admire. Um, now, I do think it's important to talk about the content of the article. Um, you... I've read all of... I, I don't think I read the blog, but I did read... Uh, you read the... That, the most important one was The Hollywood Reporter, so far. Yeah, yeah I like that one. Um, you know, I think uh, a couple of the... Take, basically, what your stance on the situation... And I don't want to speak for you. No, no, no. My, my interpretation is... is I'll tell that, you. <laughs> um, people make mistakes. Louis made a mistake. Um... But you also think that people deserve second chances in certain situations if they're if the things that they did are, you know, there there's certain tiers right of wrong yeah. basically, and there's certain things that if they reach a threshold, they don't really necessarily deserve a second chance there. Right. But you felt that in Louis' situation, um, he deserves a second chance. He he's experienced a lot of backlash. He's been to hell and back. I've seen like. And I did not say Helen Beck. I just want to clarify that. I saw that in a different article. No, I'm just like, I know, but I'm just, I want to tell people that I didn't uh, say that. And that's, in the, I don't care what he's been through. I just feel like, and this could be anything going on in the world, that when, when I always look at his mistakes as lessons. And if we would educate ourselves and like, this could be a solution to like, yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but what I'm saying is when you're this famous and you have an opportunity to educate and learn from your mistakes, yeah. I think you are, you have earned, you can earn another chance. Like you can work through something, figure it out. Yeah. And, and I, am I cutting you No, off? no, no. I thought one of the things that you mentioned in the article that I hadn't thought of before was, you know, this, from my personal standpoint, I think it's important that anybody who does wrongs or wrongs anyone whether they're intentional or unintentional or whether they know it at the time or they find out later, it is important as a good person, as a humanitarian, to try and right those wrongs. Or if someone feels like they've been victimized in some way, I think it's important to try and make that right somehow or offer of ways. And you created a suggestion for how to do that for them. It's one of different opportunities, but I like the fact that you said that, you know, it might be a good idea for him to, uh, you know, kind of raise a, a ra what was it, a fundraiser? My whole thing is, and this is just like my idea, is my whole idea that you're talking about is maybe, for example, go on a tour and like have a female with you. And yeah. I don't know if he has, I don't know what he tours if he has a... Like yourself? <laughs> a female comic? Oh my God. Whatever, whoever, me, whoever. It's fine. Yeah. But have either like a MC or an opener or, or anyone. Like, yeah. or I don't know how he works on tour, so whatever. And then maybe like, edge, like raise money and give to a movement or something. Or yeah. I don't know if me too, except whatever. Something women. And also, he could be set the example for people who have messed up. Yeah. And I think uh, everyone 
I'm not going to say in, in this particular category, but everyone has made mistakes in life through their growth process. Mm-hmm. Um, regard, I'm not going to limit it to this category, um, but I do think people do learn from their mistakes. I have a great uh, they example. Should, they should learn, and they should have the opportunity to learn. Um, and also, people, like, I... The thing I was going to get defensive about yesterday because I'm pretty outspoken and I'm pretty impulsive because I'm, and I'm passionate and I sometimes I don't think before I speak and this was also a good lesson because it's made me how to like really think about how I feel about this subject because I avoid it sometimes. Same with politics. I avoid it sometimes because it makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I think it's also so important and especially because we have a platform where we could like do some cool stuff. As comedians. Yeah. It's um, through our art form, you know, educate people. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to start really forming more opinions. Like, this is what taught me this week. I was like, dang, I'm going to start forming more opinions. It's just part of growing up, I feel like, too. I feel like yeah. I grew up a lot this week. Part of it is is being educated, right? Like if you, It's so important to be educated. Then you can start having an opinion, It's right? so it's important so. to be educated. And that's what I'm saying. So this is what made me want to have a drink at 10 a.m. yesterday. <laughs> Girls were saying that I was not on Twitter. The trolls came out. And they were saying that I was, my career is being elevated because I support a rapist. Yeah. That was one comment, first of all. Yeah. It's a very fine line with rape. There, it's a sexual, I just say sexual assault because there are varying different forms, minor to yeah. major. Yeah. Okay, whatever. We don't think that. Yeah. These trolls though. And then they said, I don't care about the victims. They said you don't. Care. I don't care. By the way I, you spoke and what, what I'm speaking for about. women. Yeah. And and I can't wait, I'm gonna tell you more what I'm doing next week, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Is um they told me I don't care about the victims and that I'm choosing power over supporting victims. Okay. Well that is all not true. <laughs> Yeah. And they're assuming, they're judging me. I mean, it's fine. They can and they yeah. and if they feel away about me, I don't care. It's fine. But they didn't read the. I'm like, did you even read the article? Yeah. And this is actually before the article came out. I think they were reading my tweets about how it's one of the top five moments so far in my career. It was number five, and uh, it really upset me. But for a second, and I was like, no, actually, I'm gonna stand my ground on this, and I'm gonna yeah. own. I'm gonna own up to all this. Good. I'm not gonna let this girl. Ruin my day. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not, and I'm gonna stay optimistic and loving. So that's why I try to do with everything, and that's really cool because these girls, like, I'm, I'm trying to bring light of this so we yeah. educate people so there aren't, so there are less victims. Like, what, what? Yeah. Or they think I'm defending Louis. I don't. Yeah. No, I, 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 I do understand. It's a, it's a very sensitive topic as you know we, we talked about earlier and it's starting to not be as sensitive um you know this last year has been a really big uh, part I've, I've read a bunch of articles you know i have sisters moms girlfriend past girlfriends so i feel as a man i've i've experienced the full spectrum of dating you know sexual relations whatever um and i guess what i'm trying to say is I feel like I have a pretty good uh, opinion on stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really, I've always cared about 
respecting human beings, men, women, human beings, life in general, to be honest, which is a whole different topic. But, um, you know, for me, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a multifaceted thing, but, um, you can support, you can support, you're not, in my opinion, you are not like hurting the cause by, um, saying that you think he deserves a second chance. I think, just like you said, I think it's it's a good thing. Like, there's a lot of... Society's in limbo right now, and a lot of people are afraid to talk about this topic. They're, they're afraid to, to share their true opinions. Um, you know, and I feel like, for me, uh, I'm not... I'm not going to call out specifics, but I've had to grow as a person. Louis had to grow as a person. Everyone has to grow as a person, and we may look back in our past or something could come out at any point um, that you know may or may not be true for each person. But I, I think that um, for me, if I ever uh, made somebody feel a victim, or, you know, if someone has ever felt um, like I've taken advantage of a situation with them or, or um, you know, done done harm right then right. I would absolutely want to know that right and try to rectify that right like I, I I'd like to be able to talk with that person um, have a conversation and, and see if there's something to apologize first and foremost for making them feel because um, because that's never been one of my intentions in the past and sometimes um, you know everyone's different and uh, you know I, I think women should continue to, to speak out of when course. they feel, you know, they should absolutely, and people should listen to them. But I also do think that we have to look at it from both perspectives and not just automatically assume that, you know, you know, I may be going too far here, but no, um, not just automatically assume that it's guilty until proven innocent. Like it's, she should be heard. Her voice should be taken seriously and they should talk about this. For me, I would hope that if a girl felt wrong, that she would come to me directly first. You know, like if I've ever done something that has upset someone, I would hope she would maybe address it immediately. And sometimes it takes time to maybe process something. But I would hope that we could talk about it not 15 years after something has happened. Like have well, somebody come out of the woodwork and like... I'll tell you this. I was sexually assaulted in Los Angeles in college by a stranger. And I never reported it. And I felt guilty for a while. I like let it guilty as a victim. Yeah, but it's like weird because I felt so stupid almost. Like, it is the most. You know what it is? I think I also you grow and you learn and you wish you could have done something at that moment. That's why I think these girls come out later and they're like maybe because maybe they're they weren't strong then maybe they're strong now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because now I. Like, even my mom, because my mom and I have been discussing a lot of things this week, because, you know, my mom's, like, protective and very nervous this week. (laughs) And she keeps sending me texts, like, remember who you are, remember your truth. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? She's, like, so loving, and she's, like, and it's got to be hard as a mom when people are coming after you. You know, my mom loves me. I'm her favorite. So, I'm saying, though, it's, like, interesting. I let that affect me for a while, too. And I just, there... I wish I would have handled it differently. Yeah. But it's it never leaves you either. What would you have done differently? I would have reported it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I would have maybe, like, talked to more people. I was afraid to tell my mom. I was afraid to tell people. 
Yeah, it's really, it's well, really it's, shitty. I, I, I can imagine, uh, you know. Which, this is the next thing I want to say because we were going to talk into this. Because yeah. this is the biggest thing and I'm trying to, and maybe you're going to help me and I'm going to make notes. This is a fine line though. And not to be too TMI, but this is what happened when I got sexually assaulted. He started, I was downtown in a train. This is going to be good for the little thing. From, because I went to fit him. I went to the fashion suit of design, which I know. Now, um, you were in LA for a while. I left in 2007. Uh, so, downtown LA wasn't that nice. I don't know if it is anymore. It's like scary at night. Yeah. And our night classes, we used to have these security guards who would walk us to the subway because I, would, I lived in Burbank, so I would park my car in Burbank and take the train. So, because traffic is awesome there. <laughs> um, anyways. And it was so weird because I always, <laughs> I always said if like a guy attacked me and I, like I said, I'm not like a small person, I would like kill Be, them. Yeah. Like I just, in, in my nature, in my nature, yeah. cause I'm like a very, uh, <laughs> don't mess with me, but no, uh, it's just crazy. I had like a mace, I had a knife in my purse and like when it happened, I froze, I froze. And, yeah. and I, even it was, it probably lasted like two minutes but it felt like 15 and I was just like, couldn't. All right, so, and he just started like fingering me, but then the train came and he ran. Yeah. He's on top of me. So I don't know what would have happened. So what I'm, okay, so this is my point. Yeah. I don't like to say I was, ra I always say I'm sexually assault because it's like, I feel, I think I felt guilty because I was like, oh, well he didn't rape me. Yeah. So he violated you. He violated me. So, but do you know what I mean though? So like. Coming back to full circle, Louis C.K. is, I'm not, men and women have come and stated their opinion to me like, oh, but you didn't rape him, rape them. And I think that's, this is where it gets so tricky because that's not fair. Yeah, I agree. So, so that's how, but I haven't figured out how I feel about that. Maybe because yeah. I've been through something similar. You don't know how you feel about which part? Like to what degree is it like if oh, he would have raped, would, well, I, would I have felt different? Well, I admit, I, I don't know. I, That's what I'm saying, though. This is the part I'm having a hard time. You know what? I, I when I was in China, I got sexually assaulted. Yeah, and you're um, a male too, and so yeah. that's another thing I always it tell was, people: male gets sexually assaulted too. It was it was very uncomfortable. I didn't get raped, but I felt like the girl was trying to push for that, and I was like continuing to say, "Look, I'm not interested." Yeah. Know? It was kind of a weird situation, but the circumstance was very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I felt unsafe, by the way, in my surroundings. Um, you're looking at me. <laughs> no, I know that's that's. Uh, I like when guys talk about this. Yeah, I was. I don't think that would happen in the states, um, but it was definitely like a, a a very weird feeling, you know, to feel violated or to be pressured when you're saying no, but the person's still continuing to like correct, like do this, and you're not feeling a hundred percent safe in your surroundings, you know. Yeah. So, um, going back to saying you, you don't know how you... Like a fine line. So, Louis C.K. jerked off in front of women. Yeah. And I think that brings up a point that I did want to address, which is... Um, we need... To, I think society is going to have to, to, to push for better communication uh, amongst individuals. This is not me defending that action that Louis did. But what I will say is, I can't speak for the girls or for him. What I will say is, I, I understand that they felt taken advantage of based on his position. 
what I don't know is how Louis felt at the time. He, he, I think um, there's a thing called negligence in law, and sometimes people can commit a crime without realizing that they're committing a crime. Um, or it, what I'm not, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt in saying that he didn't know he was taking advantage of his power, but from, if you look at it from, there's no guarantee that he knew he was. And what I will say, the reason I'm saying that is um, he did give them the advance note. For, they came back to his room, he gave them the advance notice that he was going to whip it out, you know, and, and do that. Start, you know, playing with himself. And I think he, he stated in one article at one point that he thought by saying that out loud that that was like a courtesy thing. Um, in his own head, maybe he was like taking, he might have known he was taking advantage of the power. I don't know what's, what like relationship they had to him or if it was supposed to be like a business meeting, um, but they did feel that he was abusing his, his power. Which he it's, maybe was. He, yeah. And he it's, was. It's possible that he didn't realize it at the time. It's possible that he did realize it at the time. I can't speak for him on that piece, um, but I think that communication, what I'm trying to say is, Sometimes, if a, if a girl says yes to something, you may not know the power dynamic that exists. Now, um, in, in any, does that make sense? Yes. Like, yes. like if, if something's not articulated or communicated, how am I supposed, like if, if I meet a girl on the street and she says yes to my request, like, hey, you want to come back to my place? How, how do I know that it's because if she's saying yes, how do I know it's not, how do I know the difference between her actually wanting to do it versus feeling like she has to do it? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, I'm not saying it's always that black and white, but I do think that some communication needs to take place. I, I feel that, you know, if, sure, body language is an important piece. Um, no, you, it... Body, okay. Body but, language and words are, are an important part of it, but if, like, even with Aziz Ansari, it's like, I, I would hope, that, I, I feel like I'm a good reader of body language, but if a girl says yes to something, I don't know if I'm, uh, you know, everyone's, it depends on how well I know that person. You know, I'm not trying to take away, what I'm trying to say is we're getting down into the minutia here. And I think these things need to be like fleshed out as society so that like we can actually know where certain boundaries are and, and how not to abuse power if we don't even realize it. Educate. We have to educate the people. That's why there's this problem. Like, like it's, I'm not saying that's the only reason why it's this problem, but like, that's why I'm saying I'm not defending him. This is just bringing up like a good point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not saying that what he did is okay. And then other people have approached me and be like, okay, but, you know, because some people don't think this is, like, a real job, by the way. Comedy? Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard that plenty of times. I, and, I under, and I understand. I'm like, okay, it's because he's a comedian, like, or because he's an artist. Like, what if he was just, like, a CEO of a company? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd probably be way different. In what way do you think? I don't, I don't think they'd get a, he'd get a second chance. Yeah. That's true. I think so too. Comedy Which is I don't very like. unique. In the entertainment business is very, um, it's less about credentials sometimes and more about who you know. I don't know if that applies here, but it is different than 
uh, it's harder to quantify credibility in the entertainment business. So like, it's easier to abuse your power, I think, in the entertainment business if you're a big name than it is if you're the CEO of a company. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Um, which is part of the darkness that may exist in parts of the entertainment business. Yeah. And and I and I'm I'm, all, I'm also sorry that you went through that in China. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I will like to say this on. You know, I know girls in this business, and I've dipped into acting, modeling. I've done just entertainment, yeah. and I know girls who also have taken advantage of men, though. Yeah. Like I've had girls. I overheard girls. I'm not saying like personal friends, just like yeah. being. Like, she was going to sleep with him. Like, she made the decision. She's like, I'm going to, yeah. like, make him like me so I can get yeah. this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Sometimes I they don't just follow. Like, sometimes they'll pretend interested as well to get something. Yeah. Right? right? That happens in sales sometimes uh, outside of comedy. But that's a different thing. Yeah. No, I don't know. I just was like, man, a lot of people abuse their power. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So... Yeah, fine line. So, I, I I think a lot of people are afraid to say they don't think what Louis did was that bad. Yeah. I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm just saying people, now that I've, I have spoken, I think I like that people feel like they can talk to me about it now. I really like that. That means I've made it. Yeah. And I, I agree. And, and even coming from a guy's perspective, like, I've had a situation where... I found out a girl felt uncomfortable by me. I'm not going to go into details, but it wasn't even an in-person interaction. I had no idea though, right? Because I'm getting signals from her, like proceed, yeah. proceed type thing. Yeah. Yet I'm finding out after the fact that it's because she felt that I could help her somehow in her career, even yeah. though we're not like working together directly. So when I found that out, of course I felt, you know, bad for like the fact that she felt uncomfortable, but I was also like, you never communicated that to me. Your body language and the, your words, you know what I'm saying? Like, didn't ever say no or show no. Yeah. Right? It, it felt like kind of, sometimes it felt like I was being strung along. Yeah. But there was never like a point where it was like, hey, stop. Or like, I, I'm not feeling this. There was never that. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think that, our, I think it's important to stress. I think one key takeaway, in my opinion, for all of this is, is better communication. Yes. Um. You know, in, in any type of relationship, right? I, I think that totally. Even in in the bedroom, I think that like it's important for people to understand what the other person likes through communication and like actually. It's so important. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So a fine line is like that's the one part of this whole thing is like I've been trying to figure out how to. I don't even know how I feel if it's like minor what he did or major like. Or do you well, compare? Or do you compare? Opinion, or do you compare? We, we don't know enough about the situation to none. Of, nobody knows enough about that situation aside from the people yeah. that were there to fully have a true opinion on it. Yes. Um, if Louis willingly, if he knew he was abusing his power at the time, then I think that's that's much worse than if he just was like, "Hey, these girls are kind of like <laughs> all over me," you know, like. Um, it doesn't make that right though because like I, I personally think you shouldn't mess around unless you're willing to like court somebody in a relationship you probably shouldn't be messing 
in a work dynamic mm -hmm. because it's dangerous. These things can happen, whether it's at, even in comedy, you know, we talked about it's different than being the CEO of a company, but you, you don't want to dip your pen in company, Inc. It has been like a, uh, oh, like a, a piece of wise wisdom for people. Yeah, like people are like, Comics shouldn't date comics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you can date if you're pursuing a real relationship, but there's a difference between like fooling around. Yeah, there's a lot of Like, that. or taking advantage of a situation to try and get something sexually out of somebody versus like an open conversation, whatever type of relationship originates from that. But I think communication, openness, and honesty should be what directs and leads those paths, um, in my opinion. Yeah. I was dating a comic this time last year and he was using me for my status in the scene and it made me really upset because I was stupid at first I like liked him and after a while I was like dude this guy is using me that's first time that's very interesting I was like damn it I'm sorry to hear that damn. it sucks that's yeah, good it's fine. well I'm glad it didn't work out since <laughs> yeah thank it God. wasn't uh, for the right reasons no absolutely not well, what else? Uh, I think we... Is it, are the there Louis? any other layers that we need to address on that topic? Oh, well, and I'll say this, and I'm really excited is... I don't know if we could do like a follow-up, but... So there is... And I've never heard of this, so I'm just curious if you have. There's like HBO in Europe, but it's called Canal. Okay. Or C-A-N-A-L. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. So they're going to do an interview with me next yeah. week. Is it going to be a camera interview? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. As a female comic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to... And I'm really, really, really excited about it. So yeah. this girl has been trying to find... From what I've heard, I have not spoken with her, but I was referred to her by now The Hollywood Reporter. This, The Hollywood Reporter, for you guys, the listeners don't know much about me, but The Hollywood Reporter, like loved how optimistic I was and he didn't want to say as a female but he's talked to you know female comics before I guess I don't know whatever but he just loved how optimistic I am in general and he's like as an entertainer you don't see that often so yeah which I found good. very interesting well, that's good I, I think that's one way we are similar is more positive I'm you know? I'm all about love and you should probably see my Facebook yeah. like I'm always encouraging people and I'm very optimistic person and that is why I'm excited that I I'm very lucky that I'm putting the situation right now where I can use my platform to just it's gonna be a very different direction I think than what people have been saying so it's gonna yeah. be uh, well I think it's it's something that's needed right now honestly yeah and it's really cool hearing your voice is, is refreshing for a lot of people and I think that's what that's what the Hollywood Reporter guy said he's like it's so refreshing and it's also, I think it's something that can't all be digested at once, right? So it's good that there's like these follow-ups. And if people have shown like concerns, giving you the opportunity to like speak back and be like, well, let me clarify that I'm not saying that what Louis did is okay. You know, like those types of things. It's like, it's good that you're having kind of multiple lenses on this topic. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's something that just can't be like addressed all at once. You know what I mean? Correct. And it's exciting to speak, like, for females, too. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not old and I'm not, like, a veteran, but I've been in this business for a while. And I see all these young girl comics and I, people jokingly call me comedy mom. I think that's just in my <laughs> nature. Yeah. 
I'm a mom, and uh, and it's true though. I like try to set the example and help people because I feel like comics are kind of interesting people. Yeah, they're very interesting. And uh, lack <laughs> lack a lot of social skills or <laughs> like sometimes, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just, but sometimes. You know, people need hugs. Yeah. People need a hug. That's that's why I'm well, here. I think that it's it's we're defining boundaries as society right now. You know, as this continues to progress, we're defining boundaries. We're opening up doors to communication. I, I've you know through conversations, I've realized a lot of things that I hadn't been aware of before. So I think all these conversations centered around this are are educational. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's healthy that we zoom out and start trying to look at it from a wider perspective. You know, we got to go about it the right way. We have to go about equality uh, and pursuing equality the right way. We have to, we can never stop fighting for equality in my opinion, for, for anything, not just women's rights. Every, everybody's equal human rights. Um, but I, I think that there are some ways that are healthier to pursue it than others. In some ways that are more- It shouldn't effective. be out of anger anymore. We should, we should like, that's why I'm, I'm just, everything I'm gonna do in the next week is out of love and optimism. Like, yeah, I mean. That's awesome. Like, love is my foundation. Come on, that's. My, my, my mission statement is life, in life is to bring infinite love and laughter to this world. Yeah. That's my mission statement. It, it's all about the love. That's what, that's why, that's why I'm gonna stress on this. Like, yeah. even Louis needs love, these victims need love, everyone needs love. <laughs> yeah. Not to be like a hippie, but yeah. Wait, and then one other thing, I, this is so funny, when you were talking about, Communication. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give this. Well, I'm not gonna give it to you, but I was in. Um, I was doing. I've been on the road a lot, and I was in Seattle doing shows and attending one of my best friend's wedding. And I was. I ripped this out of a magazine, and the bar owner was kind of upset. He's like, "What are you doing? That's my magazine." Yeah. But I just. It's just so interesting. This article says it's called "A Straight Guy's Guide to Not Raping People." <laughs> Even if you think you already know what I'm going to say, just read this. And I don't know if this is satire or not. I don't know what this is. Yeah. But it is so crazy. I'm just going to read one sentence because it's a long article. But, okay. (laughs) This paragraph says, If she says yes or kisses you back, then great. If she tries to deflect or removes your hands from her, apologize for misinterpreting her signals and change the subject or leave awkwardly. Anyways, it goes on. It's a whole guide how not to rape someone. Wow. And I don't. And I need to research this. I'm going to show you guys because I think this goes in hand in hand what we've been talking about. So yeah. I'm going to. Do you agree with all the points that they made there? Um. <laughs> yeah, but it 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 first made me incredibly sad that we have to write some of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, like if someone is too drunk, don't sleep with them. Like I mean, just like certain things. And it's but it's also maybe this is a very positive thing like maybe men don't know not not everyone yeah yeah so i think the only way to truly understand or the best way to try and understand what's appropriate for the other person is communication and obviously communication is is a combination of verbal and nonverbal. but to to really try and communicate rather than assume what the person may like or you know, every girl's different. Some girls are, some girls like um, some things where other girls don't don't like those things. Correct. And, and I think it's important not to assume that what one girl likes 
every other girl's going to like, right? Because if, if you do that, then all of a sudden, you're really... Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so I think that's why communication is important uh, uh, each in each interaction. Um, I don't know if it's necessary to bring this up because I think we've pretty much covered the entire topic. <laughs> what? No, it's just... Um, we can, do you want to stop? No, oh. I'm, I'm hanging out with you. Yeah. I was going to say that uh, I did read some articles and some people were saying that some women feel that the, we're going too far and it's hurting the women's movement. Not necessarily with Louis C.K., but like Aziz Ansari. Some women felt like so many, like, they feel like the Me Too movement in some ways is getting to the point where it may be doing more harm than good for, um, uh, you know, creating hmm. equality. Um, some women said that they're afraid, they're more afraid now to go to work or, or they're, they, they feel that the, their opportunity to get jobs is, is potentially less because guys are afraid to work with them. I don't mean to bring up the subject. No, I just think that's silly. You think so? Yes. Yeah. Um, this is the abuse part though. When it's like, I'm trying to think of another good, I'm trying to think of my words, I'm sorry. Um, so now it's gone too far. So wait, so, so how, what, they want to back it up now? Like, or stop it? I don't think we should, in my opinion, we should never stop it. Of course that, not. Yeah. Uh, we should, we should always put, like I said before, we should always be pushing for equality. I think changing some of the tactics might be, um, helpful. Uh, in my opinion, like the whole idea of just saying, automatically guilty and proven innocent until proven innocent I think that that's something that we should take a closer look at because I don't think that's necessarily the right way to uh, approach it I think that that creates a lot of fear um, you know uh, I think everyone should be heard people should come out they should be encouraged to, to speak their mind but I don't think that I do think it can do more damage that society automatically just is going with guilty and proven until proven innocent that's my opinion Okay. What do you think? Feel free to. No, I just I, I want to read that article now because I don't know how I feel about that. I wasn't trying to mock that person no. either. I just am like, sometimes, I don't know if it's like, how I was raised or whatever. It's just like, okay, but that's going too far. Like. Which part? Like women are gonna get hired. Like, are we? Maybe they're thinking way too much into this. Maybe hasn't. Some women are afraid for their the males in their family too. Um, like, Unfortunately, I know a lot of statistics because after I believe the more knowledge you have something, the more you can understand it. Yeah. So usually, like one in three people have been sexually assaulted. Eighty-five percent of the time, it's someone you know. And um, and then we can get into like the psychology, the human instinct, what whatever, right? Yeah. Because um, you know every family, my family, I, I know that some family members accuse other family members. Whatever. Um, that's sad that that's sad that it's coming to this, and I don't I don't know I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've covered I'm, a lot. But that's very interesting though, because I do want to follow up with you that because that's I don't what so what like when when is the perfect time to stop a movement? Oh, I'm not saying. No, no, I'm it saying we stopped until it's resolved. I just think like also oh, oh, okay, we should have stopped three months ago. Like, no, do you know what I mean? Well, I don't think that I don't think that's what necessarily is there, what they're saying. I yeah. think that they're. 
I think that some women out there uh, feel that, like when the girl came out about Aziz, I'm sorry, which I think what Aziz did is, is less worse than Louis. Um, but some women out there felt like when, when, when Aziz got called out for what he did, they felt very, um, like the, they felt as if things were being taken too far, right? Like, yeah. like does, should Aziz's career really be in jeopardy over something where there wasn't a good communication that night? Like, um, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, are you aware of the situation? What, was it a Tinder date? What was it? What happened? A girl that he met. I, 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 I remember briefly. Exchanged numbers in person. I don't think it was like a social media dating or an online okay. dating. Well, he went on a date. What he happened? He went on a date. She went back to his place and they hooked up, you know. And she, the next day, afterwards she felt really like guilt. Not, I don't know if guilt is the right word, but she wasn't into it. She felt like she was being pressured. Hmm. Maybe even used. Um but everything was consensual and I think part of her like I think we've all done that though I'm like what did I just do like I've done that I think part of her it wasn't a famous person part of her being upset was just a dumb guy yeah part of her being upset was the fact that he couldn't read her body language even though she was saying yes like she she felt that it was unfair that he wasn't like recognizing her, her body language so she gave verbal consent but she felt like her body language was not Consensual. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So some women are upset. They feel like stories like that, like make it harder for the cause. Yeah. Um. I have guy comics who won't even hug me anymore. By the way. Really. That's crazy. See, that's part of what we're talking about. Is that fear? That's what I'm saying. What I. Uh, like I have guy comics who won't hug girl comics now. It's funny. Well, I think that's. It's a little too much. Well, it's too much by far, in my opinion, but um, it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. Anyway, uh, I also binge Handmaid's Tale the last two weeks, and then all this happened. I don't know if you've watched Handmaid's Tale before. I don't think so. It's about a show where women lose all their rights, and they get raped by... It's, it's a long... It's a long... Whatever. It's just like funny how all this happened in like the last two weeks, so yeah. my mind has been like exploding. Wow. But yeah. <coughs> well, yeah. is there anything else you want to talk about? No. What, no. Okay. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? No. I, think I like hanging out with you. Yeah. I like hanging out with you too. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for coming yeah. out and hanging out. Sorry we're all over the place, guys. It's an interesting subject. Yeah. At least we kept it to one topic. Yeah. I think that that's a good thing. And we, we hit it from most angles that I'm aware of, at least. Uh, maybe not all, but um, thanks to you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you for my guest, Amarie Castillo, for dropping Thank you. Out. And check her out. Uh, look her up, right? Part-time bro. It's a- On everything. A-M-A-R-I-E. Yeah, Castillo. C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O. But everything on social media is part-time bro. So if you just Google part-time, part-time bro, bro, I come up on everything. By the way, what is the name Amory? Where does that come from? That's a so uh, it's a yeah, it's unique. So I am very nickname prone. Yeah. So when I got into entertainment, so my full name is Alexandra Marie. Okay. So M A R I E in the middle. So you put them together? Yeah, I just took the first letter of my first name, Alexandra, and I took my middle name. Okay. But I did not come up with it. So I grew up, um, everyone called me Allie growing up. 
Okay. And then I went to college and like, you know, they like assigned us living and my roommate who I grew up with, one of my roommates, we moved in with two girls. That's how we were weirdly connected through Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My college roommate. Yeah, I knew her from LA. And, uh, it's so funny. They started calling me Alex and I did not like Alex. Like, I hate when people call me Alex, but it's like funny because I did not tell you to call me that. Like, I think it's funny. They just like forced it almost. And then, so then people started calling me Alex in college and that drove me crazy. And then I got out here and you could just tell which part of my life he knew me from if you called me Allie or Alex. Yeah, okay. And I have a very interesting New York story. Uh, maybe another time, but I used to be a club promoter. Okay. <laughs> for a second, just grinding, trying to make money, and the guys I worked for, one, uh, my on Facebook it said I didn't use my last name. Uh, Castillo's not my real last name either. It's, well, I hate saying this because he is my dad, my stepdad's last name. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like the whole step thing because he's like my dad. Fair but anyways, uh, Alexandra Marie on Facebook, and so. One of the club promoters just started calling me A. Marie, and I was like, I like that. I don't know, I just thought it was unique, and yeah. I thought it would stand out. It is. Because when I was getting into stand-up and entertainment, I was like trying to figure out what I wanted people to call me. Yeah. Because I have like eight names. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm a Sam. That's going to be my stage name. That's how, awesome. yeah. Shout out to Drew. He just started calling me A. Marie, and I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> so random. That's cool. So yeah, that's how I stuck with that. You got the two capital letters right next to each other. Yeah. Well, it's been fun having you on the Yeah, on the I hope you feel better. Thank you. I am, guys, I'm a little sick if you can't tell. Give it up for the sinuses. Always a wonderful sound. Um, <laughs> and uh, when, when can they see you next? Where can they find you? Uh, when is this released? Uh, maybe today. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, the Hollywood Reporter? Uh, <laughs> if you're in New York City, uh, tonight I will be at the JC Underground in Jersey City. It's a dope room that's developed over the last year by comedian Gerard Heron, he's dope. And then I'm a bunch of places, uh, Broadway and, oh, tomorrow, I'm really excited, Polished Comedy, it's a really cool. And by the way, today is October 18th, Thursday. Just yeah, so October 19th, uh, there's this really awesome show called Polished Comedy, it's on Fridays at nine o'clock at Beauty Bar, and I will be there tomorrow, it's exciting. But I guess the thing I really wanna plug is next week, I'm bringing back my show to New York Comedy Club. A Cinderella Story on Wednesday the 24th at 7 p.m. at New York Comedy Club, and it's going to be a fire lineup. That's awesome. Who's going to be on? Uh, Andrew Schultz, Francis Ellis, Sam Morrell, uh, Gino Piscante, and James Mattern. Very cool. Very, very cool. That is a dope lineup. Yeah, those Because I am the best producer. Those guys are pretty... Uh, and Louis C.K. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Maybe we'll be friends. Yeah. Me and Louie. I think that that'd be great. I think it'd be appropriate. I think he needs some love in his life. Yeah, well, you gave him some with that article, so. I'm giving love to everyone. Yeah. Everyone well, affected. You're giving me love, and I appreciate it. Everyone affected. I appreciate it. All right, well, All right. Uh, take care, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny?